Welcome to Uncovered. I'm Steph. I'm Renee, and this is a podcast created by pole dancers for pole dancers. Welcome back to Uncovered. Today, we're going to talk about whether you should tell the people that you work with that you're a pole dancer. We're talking about this issue because everyone at some point will come across across it as a pole dancer and both work and pole can be really important aspects of your life. So have you actually had to ask yourself this question? Do how or do I tell the people I work with that I pole dance? How will they feel about it? What will they think about me? Pole dancing could bring some implications, unfortunately, depending on the type of environment that you work in. Um, So yeah, some of those implications could be you know, declined future promotions. Um, depends like also like who are the people around you? Do you work with a lot of men? Mm-hmm. Are they just now going to see you as a sexual objective potentially because they can't quite see what pole dancing is about? And unfortunately in the workplace, even though that, you know, it's try, you try to keep it as professional as possible, people's own personal values and people's opinions can come into it at work. So even if it's some sort of opportunity, you know, that you might miss out on that, you know, you can't put it to the fact that you are a pole dancer, it's a potential that it could happen. Yeah. And I think like from, um, unfortunately, most leaders um, will have this underlying biases that they're not aware of. And this is generally seen as um, gender, race, Mm. um, religion, they, whether they know it exists or not, they are probably there subconsciously. So if you were to be sitting there and working away and just not quite realising what those unconscious biases are and you do talk about being a pole dancer, you might be opening yourself up to that. Mm. Um, it's definitely possible and it's definitely something you're not going to really be able to pinpoint. Mm. So um it's important to just have that in mind before you make that decision if you haven't already made that decision. So, um, and also it's not just promotions, it's what does my team think about pole dancing? Who yeah. are in my team? Well, when you first start pole, I guess some people don't even tell their family. A lot of people come into the studio and is like, nobody knows that I'm starting this. I'm just giving it a go. Like it just, de- it depends on, you know, what, their first initial experiences with pole in general, what they might think of it. And I guess the reason for that is the stigma that's associated Mm. with it. And, um, you know, some people just can't quite wrap their head Mm. around pole dancing and how it could ever be a a sport. Um, So I think that makes it really challenging. So Mm. when you are in the workplace and if you haven't – had to experience this yet or not quite sure how to do it. Um, There's definitely some ways you can start looking at it. Um, Yeah, I guess I was going to say like, Steph, you probably have more experience from like the corporate world because I haven't really ever been in the corporate world. So do you want to share some of your experiences? Yeah, so um, prior to owning a studio, I worked in banking and finance um, for nine years. So, and that was when I started my pole journey within that time. So yeah. And in that corporate world, I sort of worked. Did you tell them straight away when you started? No, but I was very quiet when I started too. So 
I really, um, at that point in my life, I was a little more ex- introverted than extroverted. And yeah, I don't think it really, it really came out because I was petrified about what I was doing. So yeah, no, I didn't. Um, I didn't do it and I probably took some time. So I guess the first thing you have to do if this is something you need to look at is what type of environment do you work in? Mm. Who are the people around you? And I mean, when I started, I had only been with the bank at that point for like 12 months, maybe. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 12 months. So I was still very new to it. I still didn't really understand. I was like 22. So I was so young and naive. (laughs) Um, but yeah, you have to look at your environment. Like when I did tell them, the team I was in at the time, we ended up going on a pole dancing <laughs> party because there was three of us who were pole dancers. So, oh event- wow, yeah. Did you start together or no? They all you- started off me. So oh, okay, yeah. I um yeah, I was really lucky that I and so I ended. Up, I guess when I look back, that team very much was very close knit. So again, looking at your environment, what is your team like? What sort of behaviors do they present in the workplace? Do you see a lot of them? Is there banter? Is there, who's a leader? Mm. What's the leader's mentality? I was going to say, did you feel like you became closer with them first before you felt comfortable enough to tell them? Yeah, definitely. And I didn't tell them all, obviously. I didn't come out of this. I didn't come (laughs) out to them all in the workplace. I'm like, hey guys, I'm a pole dancer. (laughs) Um, That did not happen. But um, yeah, it came out slowly. And I think just talking from the girls, like, yeah, like this is what I do. I pole dance once a week at that point. That was all I did. And um, a couple of them started it. So I got them into it. Um, So we actually went on a pole party. And I remember after that, this particular boss, him and I would always argue that pole's not a sport. So I was forever Googling the definition of sport and proving him wrong. But he was like, wow, I have like a newfound respect for you. Get on him. Um, But yeah, so the first thing I think you need to do is look at the environment. I mean, from your perspective, Renee, like your background is a little less corporate-y, but yeah, you would still definitely no corporate at all. <laughs> I, I started when I first, oh, I guess when I first started um, pole dancing, I was in, I was working at Dreamworld. So I was a lifeguard and my, like my jobs before that were all really, I guess you could say like fun jobs. Like I worked at a bowling alley, I worked at the Eckar and stuff like that. So so the crowd and the people are yeah. a little bit different to I, white I, colour. Yeah, I think I did when I first started though, I didn't really tell anybody just like, I don't even remember like exactly what, where my life was when I ex- first started, but sort of progressively when I think, you know, I was getting more excited about my tricks and like I was posting it on Facebook and Instagram and stuff. So anybody that was my friend on Facebook would have seen that I do it. So, and I think always from the start, I've never really been like super outspoken to mean like, oh, I'm a pole dancer. Or I do this at any of my workplaces, mm. apart from obviously polling. <laughs> Everyone knows that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. And, and so like a few, a few of my friends had, um, like at Dreamworld, they fully respected and they're like, that's cool. Like, you know, they try and do handstands with me, um, at work and splits. And oh my God. It sounds like the place for you yeah. apart from here. Cause yeah. this place is amazing, but like- <laughs> it was a lot of fun there. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, yeah, so I didn't get the same, well, I didn't get any real stigma whatsoever. I'm sure that was people that probably didn't really like it very much. And but Did you work with the younger crowd? But Yeah, for yeah. sure. Everyone at, everyone that's a lifeguard was mm. 
under the age of 30, under the age of 25 even. Like. Yeah, whereas mine's was like I was dealing with like, well, you think banking and I mm. just think grey-haired men and I'm sure there's people yeah. if you're in banking out there you could probably agree with it um, yeah. and I've said. So, yeah, <laughs> definitely ages yeah. are definitely something to look at, like what's in your team. like. Yeah, that's true. And like my supervisors were older in their 40s but I guess because they worked with such a young cohort all the time they were kind of almost like the young cohort. Um, nothing but, probably surprised them. They were probably heard no, everything. Exactly. They're like, oh, is that all? Like there's, we've, there was so much drama at that place anyway. So that my, me doing poll was just not on people's <laughs> radar. Um, but it, I got the questions all the time though. Oh, are you doing it? To, are you dancing in a club? Are you getting paid for it? And then when I was teaching, I'm like, well, technically, yes, I am getting paid for it, but it's not like that. So I found I had to like justify it a lot to start with and explain myself. And then when I finished uni and started working like as a support worker, I didn't, the, my first team at my organization, I didn't tell anybody at all. And I wasn't friends with them on Facebook or anything mm. like that. I sort of did my prac work there for like, um, you know, a couple months. And then I went to a different team again with a really young sort of cohort of people um, and I do remember the first people I told was like our night team and it was like a night reception and then two youth workers and they were like, that's so cool and like that's awesome and they knew about it already. So it made me feel like that. None of the que- none of those questions like, oh, is it a club or is it, yeah, that's you great. know, so I was like, oh, okay. Um, and then from there like slowly and slowly but I never really like would just go out and say it. So pretty much, well, everyone knows that I do it and mm. Only my big boss found out um, like a year or so ago and my immediate like coordinator boss, he was like, and he's in his like late 40s, my big boss is like, oh, in front of everyone, I just want to um, I just want to bring to attention and congratulate Renee. You know, she's a pole dancer and, oh and she's God. really strong. And I know in front of everyone, so whoever didn't know knew. And then, but actually who, That's was, amazing. who was in the room was everyone that already knew. And then my direct coordinator, he was just like, oh, that's old news. Like, and then he's like, oh, does everyone know? And like, and everyone's like, yeah, like, and I was like, I talk about it like all the time. There's another girl that I worked with that I got her to start. And yeah, she's like, we talk about it all the time in the office. I don't understand. I don't know how you don't know. So, but it wasn't like, I wouldn't bring it up. Yeah. So like if people wanted to, people got to know me as like the healthy one because yes. I would have a smoothie, which I would also have a chocolate and nobody would take notice of that. Because you're fit and strong. Yeah, right? because I'm fit and because I'm always talking about fitness Perception. and I'm not out drinking and stuff like mm. that. And sometimes doing handstands in the office, but they were always like, anyone would come to me to talk about fitness. Yeah. So that's super interesting. Like that they labeled you fit. Like that's great. Yeah, Cause that's yeah. what we, that, I guess like from but a the, pole perspective, that's the smoothies I would have were not necessarily like super healthy. Like, yeah, they were, um, you know, all whole foods and stuff, but like I would have really like, they're really high in sugar and stuff like mm. that. It was just like a banana smoothie with honey and, you know, that sort of <laughs> stuff. And they're like, oh wow, you're so healthy. And I'm just like, well, that depends. But society labels labels healthy, I guess. Um, and I would never eat any of the fast food there or that they had pizza and I wouldn't eat it and stuff like that. So I think that's um amazing that he actually came out and congratulated me. I know. <laughs> he's a bit of an odd person, but it sounds like it. But he but, but he's great. super supportive and he's like, Oh, you know, 
oh, you should do this and you should train these people. And like I mm. even challenged him to do like um, 10 push-ups once and I sort of was the person the, in the team that, like I said, was seen as like the fit and healthy person so that everyone would like be like, oh, I just started at the gym. Like, oh, what do you think I should mm. do? And like so I actually was like inspiring people to like start moving a bit more because they had someone to talk to and that was because they, you know, they – knew that pole was what it was. Like some people ask questions here and there, but mm. I think most people are like, you know, pretty switched on. Yeah, I would, um, especially when I was competing, I was wearing a lot of rock tape. So being at the printer with a little bit of rock tape, oh, my God, what did you do to yourself? Yeah. Like, oh, like it's just I'm training for a competition. What type of competition? And then you tell them you're a pole dancer and then yeah. you generally get that. But, yeah, I haven't really had too many bad things um but I definitely think I was lucky that our environment was moving it was quite progressive mm. the bank I was working for and you know their inclusion and diversity was a little bit more ahead than others mm. so um yeah we were lucky that I think when they talk about that more people are more open to it however you still got your hurdles but I actually stumbled myself across a little bit of a not a problem, but um, if you're an instructor, do you put it on your resume? Yeah. Like that was a big one. And I was actually, um, I made the decision internally at that particular organization that I would, because mm. I'm like, well, they need to know. I'd already had to ask for permission to work here when I did, because in my contract, it said, if you ever have a second job, you need to uh, not ask for permission, but they need to yeah. be notified to make sure it's not a conflict of interest. Yeah. Um, so I, HR already knew my previous, my current manager already knew so it was on there. and so it's the same organisation? Same organisation. Yeah. I actually think it helped me ah. when I got my last job. Like that boss, um, she was female and she's seen on my resume that I had pole dancing instructor. Mm. And she was like, before I even walked in, she was sold. She's like, this girl's a pole dancer. Like, <laughs> she's getting the job. Um, lucky I had the skills to back myself. Yes. <laughs> but um, she was quite impressed by mm. it. So, But when I was doing my application for my MBA, um, I was doing it and the advice I got at the time was not to put it on because you don't know who's reviewing it and what yeah. their mentality is going to be. So through my MBA application process, I didn't let them know that I was a pole dancer or I was a pole dancing instructor. Mm -hmm. um, so I left that off my history. But now in my at, our, at my university, there's two of us who are studio owners and are doing – MBAs or EMBAs. So now every time I present something, they're like, oh my God, like go tell the other one. Oh my God, Steph did this. And I get the same thing. So I guess you guys are kind of like pioneers in the MBA world. Yeah. Cause I can't imagine there's too many that um, they no. get and MBAs are generally um, associated with some prestige, depending who you yeah. go, which business school you're with. So um yeah, it's good because we're definitely getting people talking about it and we're changing perception because of it. But I do think that's some of the positives mm. with actually telling your workplace that you are a pole dancer because yeah, the more people we talk to and the more eyes you put on the sport, the more they're actually going to see it for what it is. Um, and it doesn't mean you have to show them everything either because with my workplace um, 
a few of the workmates I'm closer to, I have like two Instagrams, one that's for pole only and one that I sort of post like travel stuff and beach stuff so that I sort of don't clog up either. Um, you know, some of them are following, like it's not it's not a private account. Like my poll one's public and if people wanted to find me, they could. Like I don't have my boss or anything on Facebook. So, you know, I think that's the easiest way people find you on Instagram is if it's linked to your Facebook. Yeah. Um, and, you know, some of my workmates are following me, but I don't like when I do talk about it at work, I will often talk about the fitness side of it and the training side of it because people do get curious and, and I don't, won't necessarily like I'll say to some people, oh, yeah, like the heel's really fun. And like, you know, I'll, I think I showed them my QPC performance as well. And they were like, wow. And but still, I think for people that aren't exposed to it, even something like QPC, which is very sports based, you can't mm. do body rolls or anything like that. It's still a lot for them to watch, like yes. to start with, because they're like, oh, like, you know, it's changing their mind, but they're still seeing it through their old mindset. Yeah, that so lens. So they were to just- watch Miss Paul or Dance Filthy, they would kind of confirm, oh, these guys are just like strippers or. Yeah. And it's definitely that lens still sits there. But I guess we are quite lucky because our previous workplaces, it didn't matter if people knew if we were pole dancers, really. Like it might have had some implication to us, but there are people out there who were in jobs that. Well, what about teachers? Yeah, what about jobs with kids? Like I, my job, I do have clients, and if they were to search me, and mm. you know, they could like, there's nothing really that they could do necessarily. Like, and I guess with teachers with kids, especially high school teachers. Well, we actually had an instance here recently where uh, this particular they, they came in for a trial class, and she mm-hmm. was a high school teacher, and then this girl walks through who was quite young. I think she was. 14, 15, mm. and she was doing the trial class as well. And they started talking and then they realised that she was a student at her school. No way. But, like, she was really good about it. Like, she didn't – she wasn't overly concerned to the point that the girl was, like, leaving and she's like, are you okay to get home? So, like, teacher mode obviously yeah. flipped over for her. So it was really good. I think the way she handled it was really well. But it's not to say – like, I don't think she's had any fallout from it. But like, if the student, I guess that student, if she's coming here to mm. like see if she likes poll, she might ne- not necessarily want to tell people that she polls in general. Like, exactly. you know, she might want to sort of, you know, generally people that come, most of our trial girls will be like, oh, you know, I've, I've been thinking about this for so long. I'm so nervous. And oh, like a lot, like majority that I find don't want to tell people they don't want all people come in to do it for their friends to tell their friends like oh yeah they're researching yeah I'm on a research mission but yeah I think that it's good it is good to to consider what like I've had students in classes like please don't I don't want to be in the background I can't Mm. they've got different names on Facebook so the other thing I guess I thought about with this topic is is there other things that people do outside of work that they don't tell their work friends. Like mm. say, for example, if you played soccer, would you tell your work friends you played soccer or if you had some mm. sort of extracurricular activity, maybe something that's not as mainstream, you know, would you tell them? It's like sometimes people, you know, some people into some kinky kinky stuff, which is fine. Yeah. Like, it, well, you don't go out to work don't. being like, yeah, over the weekend, like. 
I, I was going to say something really bad, but I might just, did over the weekend, things? I did X, Y, Z. Do you yeah. guys can use your imagination for that. But the other thing is there are people out there who have very set work personalities yes. and very set outside of work personalities. Yeah. Um, and I've definitely seen that leading mm. people in the past, like they at work are very particular about how they mm. present themselves. And that I think comes down to the culture mm. and the leadership. Mm. If you have a, a leadership team who are actually a little bit more progressive and mm. they're, they're a bit more self-reflective, they can look at you and they've created psychological safety for you. For those of you who don't know what psychological safety is, it is the fact that, that you feel comfortable at your work to say you're a pole dancer mm-hmm. and you know there's going to be no repercussions. It is something that doesn't exist um, in a lot of workplaces or mm-hmm. in a lot of teams because it might there can be pockets of it within workplaces. Um, for example, one of my previous jobs, I was a part of a bigger team, but I had my own little team in that. I had 100% psychological safety with my team. That's they cute. could come to me for anything outside of my team. They could not go to anyone for anything. Yeah. Like it was really hard. Um, it was actually a very toxic environment. So these are things you need to think of. Like when you're at work, has psychological safety been created for you? Do you feel comfortable? And you might find that the people who have these very particular personalities feel like they need to be somebody else at work So because yeah. the psychological safety doesn't exist. Yeah. That's true. And like adding to that, I did put up a little um, poll on Instagram asking people, like getting a bit of a Yeah, opinion. how'd that go? So I voted. 80, yeah, I saw. <laughs> 80% of people said that, yes, they do um, tell the people they work with that they're a poll dancer. That's pretty good. Um, and, yeah, 20% said that they don't. But out of the, and I encourage people if they felt comfortable to message me and let me know like their reasons, and it was, you know, I got a quite a big handful of responses all from the people, like a bunch of people that said yes, that they did tell. So they, they said, yes, I do tell them, but I don't openly bring it up or I only ha- tell a couple of my close work friends mm. or, you know, um, I don't feel comfortable explaining all aspects of my life with Paul or, yeah. you know, if somebody asks me, you know, what are you doing tonight? And you're like, oh, I'm just going to dance classes. And they're like, you know, of course they say what sort of dance classes and people like, I don't want to lie. So I say, oh, you know, like all sorts of tech classes. And and I actually used to say this to people too. And then, you know, they like people just like to pry and pry and then they'll go, oh, like I do poll. And, mm. and then people are like, oh, interesting. And so they said that they get to that point where that their work friends will keep asking. And I guess one thing that you, I guess you can consider is the people you work with, is it a full-time job or is it a part-time or casual? Like I guess for a full-time job, you're around these people a lot. So they do get to know you as a person, whether you have like a work personality and a home personality, like something, it, your personal side will come out of you in work to some extent. So they do get to know you, do talk, generally you small talk with people. There's, it'd be very mm. rare that somebody goes to work and then doesn't talk to anybody, just gets their job done. So and I, I guess like, yeah. oh, sorry, no, you I go. totally cut you off. <laughs> okay. um, does it align with your career aspirations? Yeah. Who do you want to be? Like who do you want to be in the workplace and what does that look like? Where do you want to go? Like if you have mm. huge goals to be CEO of something, you might want to keep it under wraps mm. um, because it might be important for you to do so. Mm. I think um, 
the biggest element of it is, and I think the biggest thing you guys can take away from this today is that you have a choice Mm -hmm. and that choice is yours. Um, If you, you don't have to tell people you're a pole dancer if you don't want to. And if you do, then that's great and that's empowering and you have been empowered with choice. However, like if you wanted a few tips on maybe what to think about is, Look at your workplace. Who are the people around you? Is there psychological safety? Does your organization have an inclusion and diversity plan? Um, what do other people in your group do? Are they talkers? Are they people that you want to hang out with? But Do they share parts of their personal life with you? Yeah, exactly. So think about these things. Um, but, yeah, we would love to know your experiences with talking about pole in the workplace. Especially from people that have have don't don't share anything whatsoever and their mm. reasons why. Like Yeah. And I think, you know, we are pole dancers are so proud, generally yeah. speaking. So it's so hard to and quite sad to know that or not sad, it depends on your personal yeah. situation. But if you're proud of something and you can't talk about you it. You feel like you can't talk. Yeah that isn't I guess that's not empowering and that is why diversity and inclusion exists because we want to empower people to talk about these things so tell us about your experiences Uh, we'd love to hear about it and don't forget follow us at uncovered.pd on instagram and we will chat to you next week see ya